When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For the best way to fall asleep with Nightfalls, you can now become a premium supporter. Enjoy the entire back catalogue of Nightfalls classics, all with a rich, immersive and totally ad-free experience. If you love falling asleep to Nightfalls, Nightfalls Premium will elevate your sleep while helping to support myself and the team. We love creating Nightfalls, but without supporters, it wouldn't be possible. Join Nightfalls Premium today in just two tabs on both Apple Podcasts or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. If you've been feeling overwhelmed with anxiety lately, try listening to a guided meditation on the Meditation for Anxiety podcast. Meditation is a proven natural way to help you calm down and dissolve stress so you can feel lighter and happier. So subscribe for free today to the Meditation for Anxiety podcast by searching for Meditation for Anxiety on your favorite podcast player. Hi, I'm Jeffrey. Welcome back to Nightfalls. Come, settle in for tonight's calming meditation and soothing bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Take a pew beside the fire as I tell you a phased trip to the luscious Tuscan countryside, just as I had been doing when I first arrived in Nightfalls. Fair arrives in the village surrounded by lavender fields, seeking escape from the pressures of her world. Faye doesn't anticipate quite how tempted she'll be to start a new, slower life in the sun and so her story reminds me rather a lot of my own. Not to mention, I got married in Tuscany. Just before we escape to sweet-smelling lavender fields tonight, why not take a moment to relax and wind down after another long day? Take a moment to stretch out, easing into your muscles, however feels best for you. When you're feeling ready, draw the quiet of the night into your body on your in-breath and release the stress and strain of the day on your out-breath. With each cycle of your breath, 
your mind is beginning to clear. As you breathe in, welcome the calm of the night into your body on the gentle tide of your breath. And as you exhale, let go of the chaos and clatter of the waking world. Breathe in and out. In and out. Inhale and exhale until you find that you can almost smell the soothing lavender in tonight's tale in the air on your in-breath and taste it sweetening the air as you exhale. Breathing in, perhaps you can almost visualize yourself in a sea of purple plants as the lavender fields roll away from you. Exhaling, let go of the hold you have on the day and allow yourself to be transported as our tale begins. Walking through the lavender fields, she had never seen anything so beautiful. The simple beauty of the deep purple plants took her breath away. There were rows of lavender for miles as far as she could see, all appearing untouched and radiant in their splendor. She could have walked over the hills for miles, taking in the natural beauty, had she not been sure that she would fall asleep in the midst of it all and become lost for days. The smell was divine. Soft notes of lavender lingered in the breeze. The scent wasn't overpowering, but it was definitely enough to tempt her into an early nap on this warm summer's afternoon. Her sandals padded against the dry dirt path as she ambled down the man-made walkway between the walls of lavender plants as her eyes took in the vivid colours all around her she felt as though she had stumbled into Wonderland or the magical land of Oz she half expected the plants to suddenly turn their faces towards her and begin singing her a lullaby the sun beat down on her face and she closed her eyes, lifting her head to the sky, taking a deep breath and sighing. So this was what people meant when they spoke about the magic of the lush lavender fields of Tuscany, their natural beauty, their gentle scent, and the way they made all of her cares float away. All of her problems back home seemed insignificant now, as if they happened a lifetime ago. All there was now was herself, 
the sun and the Tuscan lavender fields. She could tell by the position of the sun that it was getting close to the end of the day. It had already begun to sink lower in the sky, heading to its retreat in the west for the evening. She decided she should probably start to head back to the villa before it became too dark to find her way. She turned back on herself and started to make her way up towards the villa on the hill. It was perfectly positioned to look down over the landscape of rolling lavender fields and bask in the lavish sunset. It would be an idyllic place to finish her long day. In the purple fields ahead of her, she saw a man walking along the rows of lavender gazing down at the plants by his feet. His wavy black hair bounced in the breeze, and she gazed as he reached down to caress the plants, seemingly inspecting their flowers, rubbing them between his fingers, and smelling their scent. He would gently release them, and they would spring back in place, as he headed further along the row. She hadn't noticed the man before on her stroll, but perhaps he had made his own way there, detouring off the beaten track. She couldn't imagine taking a detour through the flowers herself. She would never want to do anything to disturb their tranquility. But this mysterious figure seemed to breeze through them confidently, as if he was a welcome friend amongst the lavender fields. The handsome gentleman joined the dusty path and continued on up towards the villa. He didn't look back once or give any hint of having noticed her. He seemed to be a man on a mission. The handsome stranger had an ethereal presence that beckoned her to learn more about him. She had a strong feeling that she would see him again. After all, they were in the middle of the Tuscan countryside. There weren't many places to go. Yawning and exhausted from the heat of the day and the long walk, Faye wearily made it up the wooden staircase to the villa. It was a large farmhouse that had been converted into a bed and breakfast of sorts several years ago. People from all over the world came to stay in this peaceful villa, all driven by the same dream of running away to rural Tuscany. It truly was the perfect retreat. It was stunning. There were only six guest rooms on the property, four of which were in the main building, and two that were enclosed in the luxurious apartment just off to the side. There was a sparkling blue pool with loungers and parasols dotted around the patio edge. If you walked up to the stone wall, there was a breathtaking view looking over the hillside and down 
onto the lavender fields below. On the front side of the villa were country roads and lush greenery for miles, and on the other side were the purple valleys. As soon as Faye had seen this place advertised on the Discover Tuscany website, she knew it was the perfect place for her to make her escape to. She had booked her room, secured a flight, and was travelling two days later. She hadn't taken a second thought to consider it. She didn't even have a return flight booked. Now, as she climbed the stairs to the main porch of the villa, she turned back to look out on the view. The sun was beginning to set in the distance, and it was giving off the most gorgeous glow. As drowsy as she was, she couldn't pass up on the opportunity of basking in such a breathtaking view. Heading through the doors and into the large entrance of the house, she spotted the little old woman who had greeted her upon her arrival. Miscusi, she said in broken Italian, grabbing the old woman's attention. Hi, Delvino? The sweet old woman smiled, held up her finger, and scuttled off down the corridor and disappeared behind the door. In just ten seconds' time, the woman returned carrying an unopened bottle of Chianti. The woman had good taste. See? The woman asked, presenting the deep red bottle to her guest. Most definitely see, Faye replied, smiling and thanking the woman for her hospitality. Grabbing a clean glass, the old woman helped pour Faye a glass of the wine. Then Faye headed back out onto the terrace. If she was going to enjoy this sunset, she was going to do it properly. Settling down in a soft rope hammock, she gazed out over the landscape, taking it all in. It was such a beautiful scene that no picture would ever be able to do it justice. The sunset glimpsing over the distant hills had left a purple haze coating the skyline. The gentle chirping of crickets could be heard in the distance, and any faint murmurs of the day's busyness were long gone. It was pure peace. The far-off lavender fields were growing dimmer as the light left them, but the scent of their pollen seemed to grow stronger with every minute. Taking a sip from her glass, she felt the warm, rich Chianti trickle like velvet down her throat and warm her insides. The fragrant notes of plum left a tantalizing taste on the tip of her tongue, and she quickly took a second gulp, longing to experience that same feeling of luxury again. Glancing to her right, 
she saw the man from earlier walking over to the edge of the terrace. He leant on the stone wall, taking in the same view she had been admiring for herself. He closed his eyes, took a deep breath through his nose, then exhaled with the most content sigh she had ever heard. It seemed she wasn't alone in thinking this was the definition of bliss. Catching her eye, the man smiled and lifted his glass of wine to her. She raised her glass, nodded softly with a coquettish grin, and took a deep sip. It seemed she had made a friend. The man took her response as an invitation for company and slowly sauntered over to the hammock. Isn't it divine? he declared, returning his gaze to the sunset. The view or the wine, she teased, never taking her eyes off the view for a second. Both, he chuckled, raising his own glass of wine to his lips. His hair was raven black and curly, cascading past his cheekbones, softening his chiseled features. A few days' worth of stubble lined his chin and cheeks, and his deep brown eyes looked intensely over the landscape before falling upon her. He was clearly of Italian descent, but his English was perfect. She could only detect a hint of accent as the words rolled off his tongue. So, what brings you to Tuscany? It was a complicated question, one she wasn't entirely sure how to answer to a stranger. Oh, I just needed to get away from it all, she replied vaguely. What about you? What brings you to this part of Tuscany? Running his fingers through his hair, he chuckled and replied nonchalantly, I own this place. Faye's eyes widened with surprise. The young, handsome man she had seen owned the villa. He didn't look old enough. Well, she guessed that explained his familiarity with the lavender fields. Wow, I never would have guessed you owned this place, she ventured. You seem just like the rest of us holidaymakers. So content and relaxed. Well, it isn't exactly the most stressful way of life, he grinned. I grew up on the farmland. My grandfather owned it. He taught me everything about the land and how to nurture the lavender plants. He had such a passion for it, and he passed that passion on to me. It made sense that I should take over from him once he had gone. Did you want to take over from him? She asked, before cringing as she realized it was quite a personal question to ask a stranger. She may as well needn't have asked, because the look on his face said it all. As he looked out on the landscape, he looked like a man who had everything he needed right there 
like a king looking out on his kingdom, knowing that he was doing a marvellous job. It was never really a question, he replied smoothly. It was all I had ever known, and was all I knew that I wanted. I change something when you are happy and content. Faye couldn't help but admire his dedication. She had never managed to keep her feet in one place all of her life. But this man had spent his whole life right here, and had never looked elsewhere. Maybe that's why this man seemed so at peace, and she was on a trip to try to save her soul and her sanity. He had found home, whereas she had never found hers. Well, there are much worse places to spend your life, she said, raising her glass. As their glasses clinked in agreement, she realized that she hadn't even asked the man his name. I'm sorry, I haven't even asked your name, she blustered, feeling a tiny bit woozy from the wine. The heat must have made her tolerance lower. I'm Faye. It's a pleasure to meet you, Faye. My name is Lorenzo. His piercing brown eyes locked with hers, and Faye felt an overwhelming feeling, like he was looking directly into her soul. He had an ethereal presence, like some wise, all-knowing owl that you felt you could spill all of your inner thoughts to, and he would soak them all in and release the burden from your shoulders. Admittedly, it was a lot to assume for the first time meeting someone. Perhaps she was associating him with her peaceful surroundings, or maybe she was so desperate to find somebody to speak to that her mind was creating an idyllic persona for him. Whatever it was, she felt relaxed in his presence. The pair continued to talk for a good hour, taking in the glorious sunset and getting to know each other. Well, at least Faye got to know Lorenzo. She kept her own cards close to her chest, avoiding taking her mind back to thoughts of home. It turned out that Lorenzo was not only the owner of the villa, but he also owned all the land surrounding it. His grandfather had left him the lot, as his own father had passed when he was a young boy. His mother had been English, which explained why he spoke the language so perfectly, but she too was long gone. The only family member he had now was his mother's dog, Pedro. Although it sounded at first like he lived a lonely existence, Lorenzo did not seem discontent. He had a good relationship with the locals in the nearby village, and he loved to get to know all of the people who came to his villa. It is my way of seeing the world from the comfort of my own home. He smiled wistfully. Faye was in awe of this solitary man. He could only be in his thirties, but he was wise beyond his years, 
and content in his ways. She couldn't help but feel like she wished some of Lorenzo's maturity and wisdom could rub off on her. Maybe then she wouldn't feel the need to run away from her life every time she faced an obstacle. Darkness began to set in, and the rich red wine was starting to make her light-headed. Reluctantly sitting up from the hammock, she began to head towards the door to the villa. She could very easily have sunk into the hammock and stayed there all night. It was such a warm night, she probably wouldn't have realised she was outside until the morning sun broke. In the morning, you should head into the village, take one of my bicycles and take the main route. Early morning is the best time of day to experience the real Tuscany, Lorenzo said, bidding her good night. Noted. She smiled as she headed indoors. As she walked away, she felt his eyes following her, and she felt a warm, giddy feeling rise in her stomach. Don't get carried away, Faye she thought to herself. His job is to speak to his guests. You're not special. Her eyes grew heavier the closer she got to her room. Tiptoeing along the old, creaky wooden floorboards, she pulled out her key from her dress pocket and slipped it into the door. As soon as her head hit the pillow, she was fast asleep. The next day, she borrowed one of the villa bicycles and made the short journey into the nearby town. The streets were bustling as market stalls set up for the day and cafes and restaurants set out their tables and chairs for alfresco dining. Faye followed the smell of fresh coffee to a quaint little cafe, tucked away in a stone courtyard. She ordered an espresso and one of their amazing-looking pastries and set herself up at a table outside. She had brought a book to read. However, this morning, it wasn't tempting her. Instead, all she wanted to do was watch people. She watched the locals greeting each other on their way to work. She saw the tourists checking their maps. They most likely were seeking the town's Catholic church, known for its rich history and stunning painted glass windows. Apparently, it sat on a hilltop, looking down on the town, acting as protector from any bad tidings. Although this clearly didn't help when the town was conquered by Napoleonic France back in the 18th century. She finished her coffee and began walking through the town square, bobbing in and out of market stalls and admiring all of the local goods. There was beautiful hand-painted crockery for sale, wicker baskets, 
and colorful sun hats, jewelry and dresses, and piles of fruit and vegetables that would last you the year. There was one small art stall with a slender young Italian woman sitting out front. She sat lazily in a chair, eating a baguette and chatting animatedly to the older gentleman who owned the bag stall next door. She clearly wasn't in any rush to sell a painting, as she didn't even bat an eyelid when Faye approached her stall to admire the artwork. Classic oil paintings of small streets, river views, and the town market itself jumped off the paper at her. They were all simple, but beautiful. One painting particularly caught Faye's eye. It was a small, lush tree with overhanging leaves that almost billowed to the ground. It sat at the top of a hill and looked down over the town below. She didn't know why the artist had placed so much significance on the tree in the midst of all the splendor of the picture. But it called out to her. Faye was startled out of her daydream by a sudden voice. Fantastic work, no? She looked over her shoulder to find Lorenzo standing behind her. I love Martina's work, he added. Faye blushed as she greeted him. She must have looked like such a foolish tourist wandering around the market he knew so well. It is lovely, she said wistfully, gazing back at the portrait of the tree on the hill and pointing at it. I think I like this one the best. Good choice, Lorenzo said, raising his eyebrows. That is a very special spot. Two hundred years ago, a prince visited our town and went to pray at the church on top of the hill. It is said that whilst taking part in Mass, his eyes fell upon a local girl, and she was so beautiful that he immediately fell in love. She was a simple farmer's daughter, so it was not deemed suitable for him to pursue her. However, he fell so madly in love with her that he couldn't bear to leave the town. Faye's brows furrowed teasingly. She liked a good fairy tale, but surely he didn't believe this was true. He stayed in the town for three weeks with the intention of getting to know the girl better. After three weeks, his advisors insisted he must move on and return to his royal duties, but he couldn't bear to leave the woman he had fallen in love with. So it is said that the prince went to the church to pray and asked God what he should do. God spoke to him and told him that if he went to sit under the old tree, he would be able to figure out what to do. The prince found the tree and sat beneath its branches. 
as he looked down on our peaceful town below. His heart was filled with so much contentment and love that he couldn't bear to look away. And at that moment, he knew that he could never leave. The prince passed on his royal duties and remained in our town with the woman he loved for the rest of his life. Fay chuckled and teased. So if the prince lived happily ever after in this town, then where are his great-great-great-grandchildren today? Lorenzo looked across the square and pointed at a building. Over there, his great-great-great-grandson is the local baker. With that, Lorenzo turned on his heel. Come on, I'll show you. Placing his hand on her back, he guided her through the bustle of the market. He led her through the narrow back streets of town, up towards the dusty path, leading over a mile up the hillside towards the Catholic church. If we're going to the church, perhaps God will tell me what to do with my life, she thought to herself. They made it halfway up the hill, chatting all the way, before Lorenzo suddenly stepped off the track and began walking across the lush field of grass. He seemed to have a habit of walking off the beaten path. She followed him across the grassy hill until she saw the old tree come into view. Then she began to make her own path, knowing exactly where they were heading. Eventually, they reached the tree. Sit there and you'll believe the story, Lorenzo ordered gently. She did as she was advised and sat beneath the overhanging branches in a makeshift archway of leaves. It was almost as if the branches had left this clearing purposefully for people to sit under. Faye lifted her eyes to the view below and her breath caught in her chest. She could see why the prince in the story hadn't wanted to leave. A sea of yellow and orange houses swarmed below with purple flowers cascading from windows and rooftops. The lavender fields dusted the distant hills and lush green lands spread for miles. There was no sound except for the faint chirping of birds and the chiming of the church on the hilltop. Ten chimes. Ten o'clock. She grinned at Lorenzo and he beamed back proudly Fay had a feeling that she, too, would struggle to leave this little town in Tuscany, just like the prince.